0: condon ken miller oh, mama. trent condon Four. this is miller and condon on des moines sports station 106.3 kxno
1: all right good morning everybody and away we go on a wednesday it's miller and condon des moines sports station 106.3 kxno trent condon ken miller for the next couple of hours To talk sports with you, thanks for spending some of your time here with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. We'll start at the bottom of the hour with the voice of the number one seed as we sit here today Uh, on the final day of November, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch Holtis does their games, and he will be with us uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Talk to Mitch Holtis on those Chiefs. Dave Sprout covers Iowa State for KSI 1430 on the AM dialed in Story County. He'll join us. Uh, The uh, basketball coaches uh, had their press conferences yesterday, so we'll talk to Dave about that. Recap the football season uh, with him that ends uh, at 4-8. Potentially, uh, he knows some moves that may be made, and if so, perhaps he'll share. We'll find out coming up here at about uh, 11.50. David Kaplan, off to Chicago. We will go. The winter meetings, which have not taken place in the last three years, are scheduled to begin on Sunday from San Diego. Why wouldn't you have your winter meetings in San Diego? Um, but we'll talk baseball with Cap. We'll talk Bears with Cap. We'll talk Chicago sports with Cappy coming up here at 12.05. And then Wade looking, Bill, for the first of... A whole bunch of appearances, weekly appearances as Wade joins us. Former Hawkeye Wade Looking Bill will join us. He helps us out with Iowa weekly during the basketball season. They didn't need help last night. They had uh, Chris Murray showed up, Trent, and uh, boy, did he put on a show.
2: Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Feeling better. On the backside of a little illness off Thanksgiving, so we're a little pep in the step and ready to go. Took you a couple of days, though, didn't it? Yeah, I was was slow going, but... Got a good nap after picking up the kids yesterday. Before we had basketball practice last night for Ella, so she scored for the third straight game to end the season. Uh, she's she's really getting hot out there and, and knocking down shots. But yeah, of course, was uh, looking down at the phone and saw the playoff rankings that came out. I know you were huddled I, around your TV I, watching I that disaster. Yeah. I, I got the information as I needed it, but yeah. uh, so you got to help me out here, all right? Because I get locked into the game. The Iowa game. The Iowa game. Yep. And a couple minutes in, get the kids to bed, you know, all that stuff. So you've missed the first two minutes. Right. Okay. And you told me as we were taping yeah. our TV show today that there was something with our buddy Kevin Lehman? There, there is. And um, so
1: they, they do the announcers. you know, they, they go, to the, you know, go to the game, 8, eight o'clock rolls around, ESPN 2, it's on time, they show the announcers setting the scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Kevin Lehman's doing the color. And Kevin Lehman is bald. And Kevin Lehman had a wonderful head of hair. Absolutely. So I'm thinking to myself when I see this for the first time, oh, my God. Um, you mean to tell me all this time that this guy was – that was a toupee? That's the first thing that came into my head, sure. honestly. Because he's totally bald. Um, and it was just different. So the game starts, and early in the basketball game, they're either going to commercial, coming back from a commercial. and It's Jimmy V week mm-hmm. at ESPN. So Kevin Lehman shared with, this, with the audience that watched the game last night that he was diagnosed, I want to say, this summer, like recently, with leukemia. Uh, was it? No, a lymphoma, I beg bigger okay. part, lymphoma. And um, did all the chemo, et cetera, and did so at the, um, in, in Iowa City, as you would expect, uh, at the hospital. And apparently a casualty of that, because he said, you know, the one good thing about, he joked, the one good thing about going through this, you save a whole bunch of money on shampoo and haircuts. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: But it just struck me that, because I didn't know. In fact, I had two people text me and ask me, did you know Kevin Layman? Was going through this health fight that he is. I said no. I didn't. Lo- I didn't know until you learned, which was everybody learned uh, at at a point in the broadcast. But Kevin says it's behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thanked the folks, all the health, uh, the care that he's received, and we have to have him on here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the next, um, you know, if the if the list wasn't set today, maybe we would have made some changes, but. Um a good for him, a willingness to share it. He just, mm-hmm. he just looked different because he had great head of hair. Yes, he
2: did. And, you know, I mentioned to you, I don't know, a week or two back when he was down calling the games down in the Caribbean. You know, I saw some pictures of him on Facebook because we're Facebook friends, and it never popped to me because I looked back at it right after you told me that. He had a hat on uh, and all of those. And that's why. You did want to burn his scalp. Right. And I was just so surprised, you know, that when you said that. I'm like, well, I just saw pictures of him. Yeah. Well, and then I look back and every one of the pictures he had a hat on. So makes a whole lot of sense. But uh, a guy that's easy to root for. Oh, I like him a lot. One of the good yep. people in the business. Yep. And he's out there grinding all the time. He's yes, done a lot in his career. And uh, yeah, it was great hate to see him on the call last night and, mm-hmm. and to have that passed along. And what they do, I saw Bob Valvano, of course, Jimmy yep. V's. Brother, yep. Is uh, he still with ESPN or did he just retire? He works full time for the ESPN affiliate in Louisville. Okay, and he also does some overnight stuff for ESPN. Gotcha. overnight. I think he's just a filling for a long time. He was one of the overnight. He guys. was, yeah. it was him and Jason Smith? And there's been all kinds of people in that overnight role at ESPN Radio. And he was, he's really good. He's really good on Is radio. He? Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed his takes, not just college basketball wise, mm-hmm. just in general. A really really good guy. But he was just talking about. You know, continuing to pass the message. And Bob Valvano has had cancer scares himself mm-hmm. and still going out there and just the amount of research and the money that goes into it yeah. and all these positive things. It's a big week. And of course, Iowa's next game against Duke, that will be the Jimmy V Classic. That's their next game. That's their next game. On <laughs> That's
1: Tuesday night. Next Tuesday, and we will watch it from Circus Sports. Well, not we.
2: Mm, I wasn't invited.
1: Well, you were, but you went there. You went. You went earlier uh, when you went the first weekend in November, was yeah. it, uh, for your wife's fortieth? Uh, yeah, Chris Hassel, Chris Williams, Brent Bloom. Myself, my son will be sequestered uh, at one of the uh, booths at Circus Boards watching that, and John Leibel uh, watching that. So, uh, but back to last night, just mm-hmm. real quick. But yeah, uh, Kevin Layman, uh, good to see, uh, hear from him, his his own words that uh, uh, that it's behind him, uh, that he feels they caught it in time, that they got cur- tremendous care and they beat it. And um, you know, of course, we're grateful to Kevin because he's a great resource for this radio program. As he sees Drake, he sees you uh, and I, sees Iowa State, and he sees Iowa uh, uh, throughout his. Um, schedule of calling basketball games so we'll have him on uh, in the next few days to catch up but let's catch up with Iowa from last night uh, and we said I mean Chris Murray 30-20 That <laughs> what, what What a box score what a box score I mean you see guys go off for 30 and you know 30 and 11 Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not minimizing that. I sound eh, it's just 30 and 11. Yeah. It's <laughs> just right? a whole hum day. Yeah, it's just a 30. And le- but the, but 30 and 20. There's something about that when you cross the 20 threshold on
2: boards, right? To go along with 30 points, that's special and that's rare. These uh, numbers are absolutely crazy. Murray, the first major conference player with 30 points, 20 rebounds, and four three pointers in a game since Kevin Durant in 2007. I with saw Texas. that. Yes. Uh, here's uh, another one did, of Is there a picture of Durant as the one yes. you're like, is, yep. and He looks so young. Yes, well, he's a he freshman.
1: Does. It wasn't one of them, Donner.
2: He was. and absolutely looked young. And the
1: only, as we think back to that, uh, had there, had the Big 12 been what it is now, Kevin Durant would have played at Hilton. Right. Kevin Durant didn't. That was when it was, you know, you don't see everybody uh,
2: twice. Uh, Iowa State played them there, so we never got an opportunity to see him uh, in Ames. The performance, though, Early in the game, they're not shooting it well. They start one of ten from three point line. What is it? It's on the boards. Yep, they're out there, mm-hmm. and it is six offensive rebounds from Chris Murray, getting those extra possessions. So the change in the starting lineup, going with Euliss and putting Sanford back over to the bench. And what is it? Is it
1: just because of the shooting struggles he's had early in the year? Do you think? Yeah, that's did, did a big you part hear? Of
2: it. Yes, and I, I listened to Fran after the game in uh, post game and read through the transcript, and he brought it up twice. So you know it was important. Coming off a loss, he didn't want Peyton to feel, this is on you, you're going to the bench. We lost. Right. right. And he brought it up twice during the press conference. So he
1: really wanted to make sure that that point was heard by all. Right.
2: That that message is out there. This is not, we lost the game because Peyton is not playing well. He's not playing well.
1: No, he's not. He's not shooting the ball.
2: And even with his size, at 6'8", 6'9", now, Mm -hmm. he's not a plus defender. He has limitations, certainly athletically. And if you're not rebounding, and you're not shooting, and you're, li- you're liability defensively, it's hard to find him. He'll find a stroke. He's too good of a shooter not to. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a stretch early last season, too, where he really struggled, and then he won a couple of games for them a year ago. And that's still going to be the case. But more than anything, the reason that I really do like this is because they need more scoring punch in that second unit. Because the way it was constructed with Ulysses, and Bowen, and Connor, and that's basically your bench... Those aren't scores mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Now you have a guy that can come in, help out with the second unit, can be that score. So you th- did, did
1: McCaffrey, uh, I guess, did, was your takeaway that this might be permanent?
2: I think so. I think that's the way that we're trending. And on top of it, Ulysses is playing so well. Yeah, he's playing great. How about Now, that? he
1: struggled to shoot yesterday, too. He did. But, but the day before, he was six for seven,
2: I think, or the game before. And how many times in the last 14 years have we talked about that god-awful zone defense mm-hmm. and just how bad it is? Oh. Well, for six years of that, you had Jordan Bohan at the top of it. Not a good defender. Mm-hmm. Now you put Eulis and Perkins and Bowen off the bench out there, running that. That zone defense looked a whole lot different. Now, Georgia Tech stinks. I mean, they can't shoot right. the ball for the life of them. Don't read too much into that. But at least at the top, it was a lot more active in that zone defense, and I think that helps out in a big-time way. Plus, Perkins, he's dealing with something. There's there's some injury you know we've heard about something lower leg you know something that he's been dealing with and might have to deal with kind of all season long, the explosiveness still can be there from time to time but there's also times you see there's just something kind of lingering with him maybe this is also an opportunity let's not put so much on Tony Perkins being the point guard uh-huh. along with everything you have to do in that role do they catch a break after Iowa State as far as schedule wise they've got there's got to be a couple of well they got Wisconsin after Iowa okay. State okay and then after that then after that. They'll have, I think, just two games over like two and a half weeks. A couple of Tomato Cam game, non-conference games, and, before. and maybe you can sit him if that if, if rest would uh, right. help him. That would be the the time that would make mm-hmm. the most sense, and that's I think what you have to do because Tony Perkins he is so important for this team. We talked about the importance of him. But yeah, overall, I wonder if that also maybe played into the idea. Let's take a little something off the plate of Tony Perkins. Mm-hmm. Help him out a little bit, not having to do as much. Play him off the ball and have Eulis come in as a starter. But uh, this team, they're interesting. Yeah. I don't know how good they are uh-huh. still.
1: Well, look, we'll find out a lot here in the in the next, as you mentioned. So it's Duke. Duke on Tuesday. Iowa State Thursday. And when's the Wisconsin game? Sunday.
2: Jesus, what a week. Yeah. What a five-day, never mind a week. Right. That's in five days. Be ready to go. And then Ooh. after that, your break comes. You don't play until the following Saturday against Southeast Missouri State. You play Wednesday against Eastern Illinois. And then you have eight days off before Big Ten play mm-hmm. starts at Nebraska at Penn State. Boy, good
1: start there. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of winnable basketball mm-hmm. games. Uh, and the Wisconsin game is a winnable basketball it game. Uh, it, it fun slate, fun slate. Good. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing Iowa State back on the floor tonight. Mm-hmm. We they certainly had a weekend um, out out in Portland. Uh, didn't uh, come home with the hardware, but uh, certainly exceeded expectations. Oh, by the way, they took a scalp of the number one team, who was the number one team uh, at the time uh, in North Carolina. That's ESPN Plus tonight. Of course, the game can be heard down the hall and 100.3 The Bus. Are you surprised that we've seen um, at least to this point, nothing coaching wise at either Iowa or Iowa State when it comes to their football program. I'm not. Are you? I thought we would. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, because the signing day coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that you know, and, and may, maybe it's, maybe it's still to come this week. I would be surprised if we get to the end of the week with that without at least something. And I think if it, if we are to hear something. I think Ames will go first mm-hmm. if there is an announcement to be made. And I believe there's going to be. Um, I don't know how many announcements are going to be made, right? But but um, you know, I, I I would think that it would be there.
2: So, I mean, the biggest one is obviously Tom Yetting, the offensive right. coordinator, right. and and if you make a change there, would you anticipate that Iowa State would go out and find a new coordinator, or would it be more of a Nate Shieldhouse, yeah, a young guy yeah. taking over that role? It's a hard question. I've heard he's of such a great too.
1: recruiter, Shield. House. He is.
2: Um,
1: I don't know. I, I've I've heard that go out and, and make a splash, and maybe Tom Manning does not leave mm-hmm. Ames. Maybe he's still part of the program, but you know, maybe he takes over the offensive line. He
2: gets demoted back to offensive yes, line coach. Th-
1: that's that's it.
2: And make him run game coordinator you know, or something, of, right? Yeah, you give him one of those titles. Yeah, you don't have to bump his salary mm-hmm. down or anything like that. But we're bringing in somebody else. It'd be a safe face kind of move. Yeah. Back to back disappointing years for Iowa State. You got to push some kind of buttons.
1: You know, you said that on the TV show, and it's just on me. You're 100% right. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't, yeah, four and eight is, is bad. Right. But when you combine it with, la- and yes, they got to a bowl game last year, but they were preseason top 10. Yeah. Um and and that was rarefied air we talked I mean, that's never been done before mm-hmm. and when you combine where they were projected to be last year and yes there was postseason um but they never lived up to expectations no. I don't think Iowa State fans would think that this is unfair that we think back in revisionist history that it was a disappointing year it was it was uh but when you combine that that's that's now two of them mm-hmm. you know when you hear disappointing at least to me it's you know you didn't get to postseason. But when you combine when you when you think about where the expectations level was and the fact that they came in so much lower than that,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that's disappointing. Years back to back, back to back, you have to do something. Do you think he's going to do anything special teams wise? He, he has I been. I don't, Trent. I don't get it. No, they'll
1: bring in a consultant. And that's what they did this past season. I guess they got to find a kicker. They they've got to find a kicker. They thought they had one. They th- they did. And, and and I know nothing about the J.J. Cole kicking camp, right? But this kid left there with... The Jamie Cole. Jamie Cole. Yeah. J.J.'s police kid. He's yes. coming. Yeah. The Jamie Cole kicking camp. And this kid was one of the top kickers in mm-hmm. this camp. So it was, was it a bad camp? Or did he just get he, the,
2: he Maybe he had a great camp. Maybe he had a great camp and yeah, pulled the wool over some people's eyes? Well, and that's the thing you don't know. I mean, it's one thing to go to a camp. All right, he's got the requis- requisite leg strength. He has that. I mean, that's not a problem, but also kicking when it's cold out. Kicking Mm -hmm. with 70,000 people yelling at you. Kicking, what do you have mentally when you miss a kick and Mm -hmm. bouncing back? Those are the things you just can't measure in a camp. No, It's not just about leg strength and hang time and trajectory and all those different things. Yeah, you can see that in a camp, but until you're in front of 70,000 people or until you shank one and you got to come back and put the next one through the uprights, you can't measure that. See, on any I, I field.
1: remember one of the one of the weeks. I don't remember which one it was when he missed all those kicks, and then he came back and he made a couple, right? Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, yeah. good for him showing yep. the fortitude to be able to put that And then it just got bad again, yeah. right? And he lost his gig, and then got back his gig, and um, so so we'll we'll see how that works out. But yeah, I, I'm just kind of surprised that we haven't seen any movement to, to this point. See,
2: I'm not. I, I see both of these coaches, both Kirk and and Campbell, being very similar. They're not going to make just wholesale change just to do it. We're not going to be flashing the bit. we got to do something now. These guys are both very measured. Yeah, they're going true. to make sure that they have everything in a row. If we're going to do this, what's the end game? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a long-term plan. It is not just, let's figure it out. And I believe both of them as coaches, when they say it's about the grind week in and week out, they don't think about the offseason like we do during the season. I believe both those guys when they say that. Just the way that both of them are built, they're very similar. I know well, that pisses off both sides when you say that, but though there's an age difference, those are two guys that are very similar in the way that they develop, and they talk about football programs and all the different things that go into it. Are the cliches different on each side? Yes, they are, right. but ultimately they are two guys that build their programs in very similar fashions, and with that, I don't see them making, all right, offensive staff, you're all fired. No, I no. couldn't see either of them doing anything like that. They have to look big picture. They look end game, and because of that, I'm not surprised we haven't heard anything yet. In fact, I'd be surprised if we hear anything still this week. I, mm. I think this is something that is going to drag on. It shouldn't be the case more likely, but I think that's the case. Remember when Kirk was hired twenty four years ago. I do It took forever for him you to did. hire a staff. yeah I mean, we're months and months into it. Mm-hmm. And- Still dinking around, looking for these guys in random prep schools in the Northeast. What in God's name is going, oh, boy.
1: Worked out, had, though, didn't it? You
2: had to have a heyday, though.
1: <laughs> we those, did. Those had to be some
2: fun that, shows. That, that was fun. And,
1: and, and uh, the, the Dr. Tom stuff, when he went on a run there, and, oh, oh. you know what? I was you know, making a mistake. I, I was one of the, I wanted him fired. Now I'm thinking, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> Um, yeah, those were those were fun days. That was a long time ago. Yes, it was. Indeed, it was. All right, uh, eleven twenty. Miller and Condon. We're going to be joined by Mitch Holtus on the other side. NBC did the right thing and flexed out of Denver and Kansas City. Did you see that? I didn't know. That game has been changed, and it's Dolphins Chargers. Ah, we talked about that. We one did. Around. Yeah. And so you've got the. Where did was it five and six that draft? Herbert Tua is that what it was? Five and six. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? I, th- I think Tua went fifth. And I think Herbert went sixth. But we've got two of the best young quarterbacks in the league because you, you got know it. what?
2: Five and six. Five and
1: six. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to put two in that conversation. He's having a hell of a year. Yes, he is. He's having a hell of a year. And I th- and a lot of people thought that, uh, you know, with the- he was a great college quarterback. We've seen that a million times. Just never can get it done in the NFL. Well, he is now. He's got great receiving core around him, really <laughs> quick guys uh, around him. But that's the best game. But this goes to show you just how bad this Denver Broncos team is. Because, as you said yesterday, and you're 100% right, you're telling trying to tell me that NBC wants to say no thanks to Patrick Mahomes.
2: That takes a lot.
1: That takes a lot yes. to say, you know what? We don't need Mahomes this week because
2: they go out of their they love Patrick Mahomes in prime time. Why wouldn't you? Well, and it's still a little bit of a surprise to me just because it's still Denver. You know what? A a national brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably one of the top 10-12 yeah, brands in the NFL, I think. It's still Russell Wilson, it's still a story that you can tell very easily. How bad the team has been. Nathaniel Hackett, it's a division rivalry. We know how close division games can be. I just, I was surprised that yeah. they flexed out of that one, especially to go as exciting as Miami Chargers has a chance great. to be. I mean, that, that thing could be 45 42. Could be. I mean, really, really think. I think fun these game. are two playoff teams because I think the Chargers well, yeah. are going to find a way to get in. You were right on that one. You went that in Cincinnati. We, yeah. You still got Chargers to win it all, though. I do. I think I there's a no way. I don't
1: think there is either. Uh I don't think there is either, but I got a lot of I've only have one team in the NFC. I've got the Niners. Mm-hmm. So all my NFC money is 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 on the Niners. I've got the Bengals, I've got the Chargers. Um who else have I got? Any yeah, Titans? Uh no, I sold it. Holy I sold I I cashed out my Colts, I cashed out my Titans. Got I've got, 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 got a little bit of Chiefs just because I, you know, swallowed hard and and mm-hmm. bet them. You talked me into Baltimore. So I got a little bit on Baltimore, that and, and then the team. Bills.
2: I mean, the Bills win the Super Bowl. I cash pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're going to get me a good, well, it won't be a Christmas present. No, it'll be a, we'll, we'll do something, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Take me out for lunch? How about that? How about that? Deal. So, Baltimore. You know how deep I was. I, I talked you into it. Mm-hmm. I was talking about it so much this summer. That was the team I invested in so much. They just can't finish. They can't finish... And there's something with Lamar and the contract hanging over his head. And now yeah. he's going after fans, and he's just mm-hmm. not not a good look on social media. Mm-hmm. Is it just a long season, and we're overthinking it? Because I love the talent on this team, but that defense hasn't been nearly as good. No, is it? Th- I thought it was going to be. No, they've had injuries running the football. I I can't put my finger on it, but we do our power pull, our top five in each of yep. the conferences for our TV show. It's inside the numbers on MediaCom, and I took him out of my top five in the NFC. I did too. I can't put my finger on it. Just obviously, you meant late collapses. They get those double digit leads though. I mean I think you right. could play it both ways. I just don't like the look of this team. It's nothing tangible. I like to be able to put numbers or some kind of backing behind it. It just this is one though. The numbers don't match up. It's what you see and something is off with Baltimore.
1: You no, know, it is. I mean they they still got the best kicker in the game by by a mile. I mean what did they put him out there to try? Was it 67? 67. 60, I thought they, he had it. I did too. It was right in the middle. <laughs> he I mean he was, was going to split the six but he just came up a little bit and he was pissed off he was. He was disappointed in himself that he missed from. Uh, just would have been a record, uh, sixty-seven <laughs> yards, unbelievable. All right, Mitch Holtis, is more NFL conversation uh, coming up with Mitch, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Dave Sproul from KASI. He'll join us in about twenty-five minutes. We'll talk some Iowa State. They take on North Dakota uh, tonight. That game seven o'clock uh, on ESPN Plus, or if you don't have it, you're waiting. For everybody sitting by the radio, one hundred point three. The bus for those of you here in Des Moines, or 1430 KSI for those of you in Story County. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
0: Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent.
1: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Dave Sproul and Iowa State coming up here about 10 minutes before noon, but right now, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Papa John's in Central Iowa, makes it possible the Donaldsons will tell you more about them. Uh, Mitch joins us. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, trust you had a wonderful holiday. How are you?
0: Uh, yeah, Ken did. Thanks. and Thanks, Trent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, had a chance to get away a little bit. Some time.
3: Th-
0: Thursday and a little bit of time Friday it was good and then it went over the Rams on Sunday and we press on at nine and two.
1: Indeed and uh you know here comes uh the Cincinnati Bengals up next Mitch let's just real quick uh go back um just you lose to the Bills, right? And then you beat the Niners, who I think might be the best team in the NFC. I get the Eagles. Uh Tennessee and Mike Vrabel, Jacksonville, eh. uh the Rams are the Chargers, and then the Rams in consecutive week. That's a pretty tough slate, uh, and you got through that unscathed. So that one loss to the uh, the Bills and right back on track.
0: Yeah, and gotta stay on track because how loaded the AFC is and then the Bengals have been kind of sneaky. I think that they've been uh, so hard for a defending AFC champion to go into the radar, but they did after their 0-2 start, and now they're back. In fact, there's an article, if you find the drop-down, I was looking at this morning at NFL.com about the three teams whose record, is they're not as good as their record, and there's three teams that, are worse than their record and or I should say are better than their record. And the Cincinnati Bengals are one of those three that are better than their record. If you look at them and do the deep dive, especially getting Jamar chase and Joe mm-hmm. Mixon back this week, this is the team that still has the power uh, to play it. They're in the play for the one seed. I mean, everybody goes, chiefs, bills, bills, chiefs, chiefs, bills, bills, chiefs. Well, wait a minute. And then they go, Oh, well, wait, yeah, I guess there's the dolphins here we need to talk about and maybe the Ravens. Well, don't leave the Bengals out of the equation. They're in this discussion and they're playing good ball.
2: Well, we uh, talked about this one a little bit earlier, and we've talked about it with you before, Mitch. A change in being flexed into Sunday Night Football. Now you had it one way in the matchup against the Chargers as you guys were moved to Sunday Night Football. This time it goes the other way. You were scheduled to play Denver on Sunday Night Football. Now goes to the late afternoon window again. What goes into it? What changes when you have to go through this now the other way, as opposed to being flip flopped and flexed into Sunday
0: night football? Well, I don't think you're going to get a lot of folks grousing about not having to play Sunday night in Denver when you're in the middle of a three game road streak. Right, like right. Where we go, you're know, right. We're road this week against Cincinnati, road for that game, flexed back out of out, out of flex, and then we have to go to Houston. So. The fact that it's moving out of Sunday night football I think is actually a break for this team. You're thinking, gosh, does four hours make that much? Yes, it does in December. Now, you've got to redo your week, like the kickoffs. You, you plan your whole week if you're Coach Reed. But this team has had nothing seemingly but uh, primetime games and primetime games on the road. And those all take their they take their uh, toll here. Uh, so for the Chiefs, this is, it wasn't like weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth that they got reverse flexed out of that game.
1: You know, and it must have been a really difficult decision, too. I mean, NBC is basically saying. You know what, Patrick Mahomes, we're going to let you, we, we, we're going to go in a different direction this week. And that had to be incredibly difficult because he moves the television needle. I mean, who doesn't want to watch, uh, the, well, the greatest show on turf was a different team. I don't know what they call this one, but it's pretty darn good. Uh, but it just goes to show you that uh, Denver's just a, having a bad year for them to give up on Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed and the whole group of Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised they flexed it out. I just think that they saw, "Oh my gosh, it's uh, you know, the Dolphins who have not been on primetime very much and are in this discussion in the AFC, a chance to show them in in a potentially huge game." So, I think it might have been that end up being a slight edge and say, "Well, let's go with this and and don't go with Mahomes again." I mean, for example, last week's game against the the Rams, was the Fox National game. I think 95% of the country saw it. Mm. The the only place it didn't was San Francisco and Phoenix uh, because they had the other game was the 49ers and the Cardinals. But the nation from Maine to the border at Tijuana was watching the Chiefs and the Rams, and that's what Fox wanted because Mahomes and the Chiefs are pulling a number now. But they also, because of the flexing, they're thinking, gosh, that that Dolphins game is going to be better than the Chiefs uh, Broncos.
2: Melvin Gordon signed to the practice squad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Fill us in there. What's about Melvin? Well, he puts well, the ball on the ground a lot.
2: <laughs>
1: I think he's still got Ooh, something that... left, Mitch. I really do. I, I think he's still got something left, but he's had the fumble bugaboo, uh, and that's the knock.
0: Well, you're jumping ahead with me on my minute with Mitch because next week um, my focus for the Bronco game will be insurance for insurance. Now I don't have to talk about Des Moines in insurance right yeah. you got one of the it's a little bit of an insurance mecca there in the largest city in Iowa but if you talk to the folks at principal or the other major insurance companies there they will talk to you about insurance for insurance and yes we buy insurance whether it's car insurance or mortgage insurance or um, you know any kind of insurance life insurance health insurance but those insurance companies get insurance for insurance. And Drake University is one of the top actuarial schools in the world. Uh, and tons of actuaries come out of that great Des Moines school. The reason I'm telling you all that is we've seen the Chiefs now pursue insurance for insurance. We've seen it already manifested mm-hmm. itself with Kadarius Tony, who came in uh, for McCall Hardman. But now Tony's battling the hamstring. Ronald Jones II has to step in because Clyde Edwards-Dulaire is gone on injured reserve. Well, now you get Melvin Gordon as a potential insurance for even a Ronald Jones II or an Isaiah Pacheco, if need be, here down the stretch. So this is all about Beats doing insurance for insurance moves.
1: Uh, Nick Bolton, I know we brought him up before. Uh, just what a, what a player, player. You, they've got. Uh, Second-round pick. That was You didn't have a first-round pick that year, I don't think, Mitch. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: No, it was the Orlando Brown Jr. trade.
1: Gotcha. Got him in the second round, playing like a first-rounder. This guy's all over the field every time I watch this team. He seemingly is in on well, not every tackle, but boy, oh boy, most of them.
0: All pro. Yeah. And really one of the differences going into this Cincinnati game, and keep in mind, last year in the both Cincinnati games, the Chiefs had leads in Cincinnati of 14 nothing, 21-7 and twenty-eight fourteen. had a kickoff return for a touchdown, called back, and lost in a last-second field goal. All right, the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs are up 21-3, to ready to go up 24-3, decide to go for a touchdown, don't make it. All right, all that being said, a big difference is the difference in the athleticism and speed of the Chiefs defense that is a better match this time. For those Cincinnati offensive weapons, uh, specifically Jamar Chase, who'll be back this week, and T Higgins, who's having a great year, but enter Nick Bolton with the prominent role of being the guy. And Love Hitchens when he was here, great, but you know, ran its course. Mm-hmm. Bolton right now is an elite player, in my opinion. He's an All-Pro player, not just in a- amassing tackles. He's getting tackles for losses. I can get eleven tackles and you gain five yards every time. But when Nick Bolton shows up, you're going to lose yardage or have a negative play. And Nick Bolton, I'm glad you brought him up because, truly, he's, he's having an all-pro season.
2: Mitch, punt returner, I mean, we're, we're picking nits here, but it's been a problem. The muff punts from Sky Moore. Is it still his job, or do you anticipate Dave Tubbs going to try something different back there at punt returner? I guess it's one of the few weaknesses of this team right now.
0: Yeah, I think Justin Watson is going to be back there, and okay. and he's capable of getting a return. It's not like he's a slow dude, but I think now uh, the fair catch by Justin Watson, which received a Bronx cheer from the EHA <laughs> at arrowhead crowd, uh, is probably the preferable move. You still want to get some explosive plays in the return game. That is my minute for Mitch this week. Spoiler alert, watch Fox 17 on Friday. But I deal with that. In fact, I just produced it this morning. Where the Chiefs for eight years, Trent, had a kick or a punt return for a touchdown with Dave Tobe. <laughs> Every year, get one or two, one or two, one or two, or three. Uh, last year was the first year they hadn't in, in the Andy Reid-Dave Tobe era, but it was this game, the Cincinnati game. Pringle goes all the way, whoops, holding call, coming back, mm-hmm. Dane Anderson on the hold. Pacheco still has the ability to give you an explosive kick return. The punt returns are going the negative, negative way. And this team could be 10 and one, arguably, maybe without the muff punt against the Colts in week three. So right now it's just mitigate the punt returns, hand the ball to Mahomes, get the other team off the field. Don't have them have a fake punt and pick up a first down and just don't let the boogeyman in the door. And so I think Justin Watson's your answer until uh, Kaderis Tony is up and running to do it or McCall Hardman. But even then, those two guys are such a part of the offense that it may be just Justin Watson's job for the time being and maybe for the rest of the year.
1: Uh, you know, back, just one more on last week, uh, Mitch, before we talk about the Donaldsons and the great work they're doing. Uh, I get the Rams or Shell, the former selves. Injuries really depleted that team. This game could have been worse. If he would have cashed in a couple of those short field goals for yep. Butker, uh, this game could have really been lopsided.
0: Well, and that's the that was the troublesome. They had 18 plays, goal to go, and had, um, I'm sorry, 18 yards and 14 goal-to-go plays. Jeez. And the red zone, where the Chiefs have been just a the valedictorian of the league, they've now dropped to six. But some of that's due to the Rams' defense. That's one of the things I carried out of that game. You know, I was given the alert, hey, anything, any game, any week, blah, blah, blah. That Rams' defense played like the playoffs were on the line. Mm-hmm. That's still Aaron Donald. That's still Leonard Floyd. That's still Bobby Wagner. That's still Jalen Ramsey. Um, and a bunch of guys that played with tons of pride. And they're not going to let you score. They're number four in the league in red zone defense, and higher than that in goal to go. So to me, it was a little bit opponent specific. But you're right. One or two touchdowns there, and that's a Routsky, and you might have had a forty burger
1: Did you see Sean McVay get the the helmet in the, in the chops?
0: Did yeah. you, you know what I thought of that kid? The kid that hit him by mistake. Forty nine. Just elevated. In a, yeah, forty nine. Yeah, yeah. he, he's, he's been cut four times. <laughs> Is he really? He finally gets a chance to play. Oh yeah. <laughs> He was elevated the night before. No, I always check it, like last check it, right? At dinner time on Saturday night, I go, oh, who's this guy, Carter? Tied in. Hmm." Look him up. Oh, he's been cut four times. That's neat. He gets to play tomorrow. (laughs) What's he do? He's on every video highlight because he whams the coach's jaw like, oh, dude. so (laughs) He's tough, but I felt sorry for Jamal Carter Jr., whatever he was. Like, okay, now he's going to get cut again because he jacked the jaw of the coach.
1: I did not know that. Let's talk about Pompomachaz and the Donaldson, Mitch.
0: One day, it's November the 30th. We've got one day left for this, so I'm just going to put it out there for everybody because it's good till tonight, right? And that is this working for the uh, My Happy Place folks in the um, folks in Iowa. It's called My Happy Place. It's a nonprofit that helps kids with terminals, terminal or non treatable diseases. All right, buy a two topping pizza today. Today, uh, it offer ends tonight. Uh, receive a free order of cheese sticks. is 15.99. But Papa Johns of Iowa. Will donate a dollar toward the organization of my happy place, helping the families and kids that need it the most. Online code, online code. Sorry, fifteen ninety nine happy, fifteen ninety nine happy. Tom, Matt, Donaldson do it all the time. But this is a very, very worthy cause.
1: Indeed it is. Uh, I'm off next week. I'm not ducking you just because it's Chiefs Denver week. Uh, <laughs> but I'll talk to you in 2 Trent, I'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week, Mitch Holtis. Thank you, as always. You'll be
0: dropping the puck in Calgary. Just be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be
1: in Tucson, Arizona, and Las Vegas, Nevada. A little warmer than up <laughs> north.
0: You are smart. Canadians are smart. <laughs> yes, man. we are, baby. They know, they know where to go. They Indeed. know where
1: to go. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. Talk to you next week. Well, Trent, will take care, bud. See you, guys. See up Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You saw that, right? That forty nine. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
2: Oh, good God. What a shot. And how about that? Been cut that many I didn't times. I did know that story yeah, That's about great. Him. that's um, Incredible context. Thanks to Mitch for that. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. It's uh, 1145. We'll take a timeout. Dave Sproul on Iowa State next. Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station. 106.com. 106.com. and welcome back to Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXNO. Thank you until one o'clock. David Kaplan kicks off hour number two. Wade Lookingbill on Iowa uh, joins us at about two twelve thirty or thereabouts. Transplay the day another winning day from him. Yes, what did yeah, you do? Four and two, four and two, four and two in your six plays. Here's Dave Sproul fourteen thirty K A S I. Get the basketball in a second, Dave. Let's uh, uh put a bow, if you will, on the uh, on the football season. Four and eight. Uh, it ends they got blown up for the first time the games have been closed The losses uh, you know they were never uh embarrassed until this past weekend in, in a game tcu had a lot to play for obviously want to impress the pollsters one more time and they did uh, and the season comes to an end and now we wait and see what if any changes will be made how are you
3: i'm doing uh very well i appreciate the time as always fellas and uh yeah i'm, I'm along i'm right there with you guys just kind of waiting and Curious to see if uh, any changes are coming down the line. I haven't heard anything solid quite yet about what uh, what might happen outside of the the speculation uh, about the you know what what possibilities there. are. And I, I I'm really torn about whether there will be a change in offensive coordinator because on the one hand you could justify that uh, you know in a vacuum. On the other hand, knowing that Matt Campbell and and uh, Tom Manning are such good friends, it's going to be a very very difficult move for. Uh, Campbell to make any changes on that front but uh, I think if it comes down to the point where he really feels he has to do it uh, I think he'll probably uh, make that decision but my anticipation right now and emphasize right now is that it would probably be more movement along the position coach line Mm than than along the coordinator line
2: possibility of a demotion for Tom Manning could you see that a new uh, play caller coming in or is that maybe just too much to expect
3: yeah, I think that's a bit much I I think if you're if you're Tom Manning and even even your good friend Matt Campbell says, Look, you gotta take one for the team and accept the an motion, I don't I don't know if he would do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any uh, coach, you know, who has an amount of pride would would want to accept that and maybe think it's best then just to, to move on and, and find a new start elsewhere. Now maybe, you know, a positional group responsibility could be added or changed within, you know, still holding that title of offensive coordinator and Maybe holding that title of offensive coordinator doesn't necessarily mean you're uh, calling every play as much as you were before. Maybe there's a little more collaboration involved there. Maybe Matt Campbell gets involved a little more in, in the play-calling on a you know, play-to-play basis. Uh, those, those are possibilities, but I don't anticipate that that Tom Manning would lose that title of offensive coordinator.
1: Well, four and eight, and uh, certainly the expectations were, and this is on Campbell, I mean, in a good way, right? He uh, he built the program to a point that the fan base now has expectations of Playing in the final week of December, if not January, uh seemingly every year. And maybe that's too much to expect. Maybe this is just a hiccup and boom, next year they get right back there. Uh we shall see. But let's get to basketball and I want to start with the women as the beat goes on uh for the ladies. Uh and, and I mean all eyes move to next uh, Wednesday night, right? When I when I was state will collide over in uh in Iowa City. And by the way, Trent and I will have tickets to give away both to the women and to the men. We'll tell you about more about that uh tomorrow. But uh, Fenley's team continues to impress, although they had the the one blemish, but still pretty good, uh, pretty good start.
3: Yeah, they bounced back last night and destroyed uh, Southern Illinois University Edwardsville by the amount by what you <laughs> yeah. you'd expect them to do so. And uh, the, the players we talked to after the game both said it's probably probably good to have a quick turnaround, considering uh, you had that trip out to Portland and and a disappointing loss, and you got home at like four or five in the morning on Monday but then able to turn around and get back on the Hilton Coliseum court and get another W uh, right on the heels of that and, and, and cruise to victory there at night. Yeah. you got a whole week basically to prepare for uh, one of your, your probably your biggest non-conference game of the season. One of the biggest com- uh, games overall conference or non-conference and you know, you go, you're going to Iowa city next Wednesday, you're going into a, a hostile environment and it's going to be a big crowd. I understand it's already near a sellout at this point. So uh, that's, that's something really to look forward to. And, and, Bill Fenley talked about, you know, last night how you want to handle that, and he says, you know, you don't normally get this time this time of year to take a couple days where you can just kind of work on yourself, sharpen your own skills and the things you want to do well, and then you get a day off, and then you can start early next week getting into the scouting report and preparing for Iowa. So they, they have a bit of a luxury here the next few days to – to tighten up some of the things they want to tighten
2: up. And, and very interesting on the other side because Iowa tomorrow night they take on a top 15 NC State team, then have a conference game on Sunday at Wisconsin before, of course, the Iowa Iowa State women's game on Wednesday. I think I like Fenelly's way of scheduling yeah, this one a little some... bit better. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and he's not as bound, you know, by that uh, Big Ten ACC right. Challenge exactly. or the early start to the conference mm-hmm. season that the Big Ten employees do, so that, that plays a role in it.
2: Yeah, I'm going to guess Bluter probably wouldn't have signed up for that either. We hope not.
3: Yeah,
2: we hope not. Uh, well,
1: uh, on that same flight home with with the ladies were, were the men, and uh, they got to the championship game after a terrific uh, couple of games to get to that point. Um, I guess I didn't know what to expect, Dave. Eh? With all the new changes, we know TJ can coach. We know he can get the guys that fit his system. Um, I guess on the on the surprise scale, were you were you floored by this performance? Even though UConn, uh, you know, took a two in the on Sunday. Now, I mean, anytime beat the number one team in the country, it happens so rarely, right? Uh, that gets your attention. But the but uh, TJ's team off to a great start again.
3: Yeah, and in a way, neither result is really all that terribly surprising because basketball is such a game of matchups, and you know it's not just about overall talent; it's about where your talent lies, where your strengths lie, and you know who's got the hot hand that day. Uh, you know Iowa State got some shooters with the hot hand against North Carolina. Didn't really find that against UConn, which is a, a you know a tough team for them to m- to match up with, and, and you know not a not a great matchup for the, a team built like Iowa State. So it's kind of the way things go, uh, when you are really reliant on your defense, you know that's going to bring it out every every night, but you also don't have the consistent offensive philosophy. I mean, this this team is, is going to be very similar to last year's. I shouldn't say philosophy, but consistent offensive performance uh, really is that, you know, we don't know what you're going to get exactly game in and game out on the offensive end if somebody's going to get hot or if the offense is going to be running really well or if it's just going to be you know, all about the defense creating turnovers and and that leading to offensive opportunities. But you know that defense is going to be there every game and and at least give you a chance to win and and you got to kind of strap yourself in for that kind of roller coaster again this year.
2: Taman Lipsy is such a good facilitator and that's Mm -hmm. what he's going to be but saw a couple times in the UConn game him getting downhill he is so strong with the basketball already in his career you know him so well obviously calling so many of his high school games do you anticipate as he gets more and more comfortable we'll see him be a little bit more aggressive offensively and at the very least trying to get to the rim a bit more?
3: Yeah, I think so. He's got such a quick first step. That's what always impressed me about watching him in high school. And you saw that a little bit, uh, certainly against Connecticut. Uh, that's the game of, of the weekend I was able to watch most closely. And you know, when he gets that first quick step, he can he can beat a lot of guys to the to the bucket there. And he knows how to finish around the rim too. He's really adept at that. So uh, I'm not surprised to see that starting to develop. Maybe it's developing a little faster even than the, than I thought it would. And as that confidence grows, and he, he realizes that. Uh, you know, he's got the physical gifts to, to hang with anybody in, in the Big 12. I think, yeah, he'll be a bigger part of that scoring. And maybe if he if he can do that, if he can be a guy who consistently gets to the rim instead of being, you know, uh, guys like Coucher or Grill who are relying on their jump stop, jump shots, which can be hot and cold, but if you're getting to the rim consistently, you can score pretty consistently, and that'll open up things for other guys too.
1: Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI. That's where I was. State plays in Story County. Uh, do you have a basketball game on Friday night, a little Cyclones versus?
3: Uh, Fort Dodge, header at the uh, first doubleheader at the new Harrison Barnes Gymnasium at nice. A High School.
1: Nice. Good stuff. What time are you on the air, 6?
3: Thereabouts, yep.
1: Thereabouts. Good stuff, Dave Sproul. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.
3: You too, guys. Thanks.
1: Yep, good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 AM. All right, off to Chicago when we come back. Winter meetings start for the first time in three years. They've been shelved, as a lot of things have been. Uh, but they're back this week, back this year rather, and they start on Sunday. We'll see you. The White Sox or the Cubs are going to be active. We'll talk to Cappy about that and the Bears. He kicks off hour number two on six point three KX.